Yo, it's the Stupidly Small Podcast. It's Wednesday, October 4, 2017. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. Uh, welcome to the brave new world of podcasting. I know. Where are you this morning? <laughs> we're doing, we're doing, look, we're testing a few things out at the moment technologically. And when I say we, I mean the jackpot. So, yes, we're his guinea pigs. Yeah, so we, so we don't actually know what's going on. But, um, and it's a bit strange to like apologize for a podcast going out late because that's the point of podcasts is they're whenever you want them to be. But, uh, mm. We do know that a lot of you are very punctual, so... Yes. Uh, yes. How are you, Stu Farrell? All right. Now, Lozzie, mm. uh, just a quick one, because we're only going to go quick this morning. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to just... You were just talking about punctuality there. Yes. And I'm not sure if you find uh, punctuality impressive or not, but I want to... And I, this it was actually a great little uh, gateway into... Potentially uh, introducing a new segment. Oh, Thank you, no, you, Yes, it is. <laughs> and and I think this is a good one because, <clears throat> well, uh, it, it, this is a working title, mm-hmm. but it, it, I think it can bring joy to everyone's lives uh, yeah. if they all get involved. And it's impressed by people who. Oh, right? so, I love it. Love yes. it. This is so good. Yeah. Punctuality made me because you are notoriously not punctual. Oh my god! Um, I arrived early to something the other day, and I had to like text all my friends because I, <laughs> I was exactly. like, "I've got three minutes to myself. What on earth does people do when they're sitting alone in well, a bar?" Te- like, that's right. You text away and show off your new shoes. Now, the thing is, Lozzie, <laughs> I did post a photo of my new shoe, my new boots to Instagram. Yes. Right. Uh, I thought I only came out with it because I was watching something I think yesterday, mm. and I thought, "Oh my god!" That, see, this is impressive. This is like, and it's almost at the base, the basis of life, the basics of life. Even mm. Mm. I don't know if it's the basis of life, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and it's all right. So my, I, I, I'll know you'll be able to think of one in two seconds, and I know our listeners will be able to. This could be our regular Wednesday. Yeah, no, we now. need we need input on this though. We yeah. need listeners to think of them too. Yeah, go what? So. If, Impressed by people who, and for mine this week, mm. I'm impressed by people who can and do bake mm. their own bread. Now, oh, to me, are you? Well, I think it's a great little. I mean, like bread is such a you could do that. Food. Surely. Well, all right, let's 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 just pull it back one. Okay. Yeah. Not people who use bread makers that just pour in no, a pile, no, a cup no. of this and a cup of that and a thing of water and turn on the machine overnight. Yeah, no. Nah. People who actually either use a sourdough starter yeah. or at the very least put in a bit of effort, um, have to need rest, yes. uh, do the works yeah. and then bake and produce a loaf of bread that is better than you can buy pretty much right. anywhere else except you know, for the real good artisan bakers. Here's my story about that. I right. I was following on Instagram a few uh, – I've got a few mates who I follow on Instagram and, you know, rarely see, but <laughs> I follow their mm. lives on Instagram. And two of them, like, <clears throat> they're siblings, and yep. they started baking bread. And I thought – so it just felt to me like everyone was starting to bake bread. And I was like, this is so great that these guys have just – they're teaching themselves how to bake bread. This, ha- this started mm. years ago, right? And yeah. they would compare notes, and then, and then there was this other people would join in, and suddenly I realized like everyone was making. And I'm talking like, yeah, like sourdough, beautiful loaves mm. that you, and all sorts of baked, like you know, um, what do you call them, pastries and stuff like that. Mm. I just thought, wow, everybody's doing this. This is the new thing. And then like about, I don't know, a month ago, probably less, uh, one of the siblings posted a link that said, uh, here's my bakery that I've opened up. Oh, wow. Whereabouts? 
in Brunswick. Uh, it's called the Wildlife Bakery, I think. Hang on, I, that's can't okay. do that totally wrong. But anyway, it is. Uh, it is amazing, and it's like, and you go in there, and they're actual. Like, you know, he has started an Bread actual rolls. bakery. and But it's got like beautiful, yeah, wildlife bakery it's called. Right. Um, and it's absolutely stunning food. Like we went there and they have these, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like pastries with, um, you know, apple baked into them and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Danishes? No, they weren't Danishes, but they were like sort of moister versions of the, I don't know, I, I can't. Moist Danishes? No, there is. <laughs> There is a word for them that's like French or something, you know. But anyway, I, I thought this was a movement and it turns out it was, it was somebody learning a skill to do for life and to start a – I mean, he works in hospitality and all that stuff anyway. Mm. Like, but it was just this slow and, – and watching somebody do that. So I'm impressed by people who learn stuff as adults. Yeah, well, totally. So you're going to join the Moist Danes. That's good. Lottie. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, so that's your thing. So you're not impressed by the moist danger, you're impressed by late life learning, which well, is... Uh, I think late life learning is pretty impressive. Further to what we are talking about yesterday morning, and it's probably uh, necessary. Uh, it, yeah. You, you have to probably retrain to give yourself any chance in life, don't you? So that could be the <laughs> next question. What What do you want to train yourself to do? What is the next step? Uh, is there a next totally. step? But you can't often afford it. So it, it's – I watched um, a, a BBC show last night um, for research purposes mm. and the one of the contestants on this show uh, said – I'm a I'm a cashier at a race course, right? Right. Uh, that was a pom, the missing tooth and everything. <laughs> right. And, I'm a cashier at a race course, and the bloke goes, "What does that entail?" And it's, I stand there, and people give me their money, and I give them a drink, and they go, "Oh wow, okay." And then you think, "Oh man, this lady, you're, you're not you're not sure, you know, yeah, she's the full quid even." And right. then, <laughs> yeah, but, but then she turns around and goes. But actually, what I'm doing is a master's in fine art and uh, f- French furniture from this period, and other. And so I spend most of my time shopping for uh, classic furniture, car boot sales, and uh, and then as the show progressed, she she had a great knowledge of stuff. She wasn't yeah. an idiot. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, totally. I got so down on myself for confusing happiness with idiocy. Yeah, right. Know? Or positivity yeah. with idiocy. Well, you know, it's. Not a- and that and that's the coil. The question is like so for 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 what would you so it's not put money aside and stuff like how much it costs to do the course and stuff. What mm. would you do as your adult? I'm retraining or your adult uh. skill adding, right? Yeah. And it, the question is, would you do it for love? For the love of it? Like, is it that you want to for love learn, or money? Then because it's for love or money. Because yeah. like I know people who have. Like another one, a big one for in my circles is like craft. I know a lot of people who have um, learnt like, you know, and really, seriously, like the, uh, quilting is a huge thing. <laughs> in uh, Whereas, you know, and five years ago these people didn't know how to sew two pieces of material together. It's, it's So that's not, that's not I'm going to earn a lot of money. That's I want to learn a new thing to make. To make stuff well, is the feeling of making though. stuff. Well, that's what, what I'm saying. Is what are you? So if you were to I retrain, career move, career right, okay, move. Right, okay. We have to talk career. I mean, but it could, your career could be your passion as well, like much like baking, for instance. If, yeah. But uh, me personally, I I always hark back to maybe law. No, no. 
<laughs> I know. Not I don't know not why. because of not because of you. Nothing no. to do with you. But here's the th- thing about Laura. Have this I told is you what this? interests me. Have I, yeah, I know. But I'm just telling you about. Uh, in so when There's I probably did, less jobs in the legal profession than there are in um, so many you know, French polishing. You know. Oh my like, god! Truly. There is an article recently that everyone in the law talks about. Mm. Uh, it was about. It was in the last six months. An article about a law firm in Sydney that asks mm. you to pay to work for them. Because you, right. because there is. So what happened was when I was um, doing my law degree four thousand years ago, they you, people oh. were desperate for lawyers, right? They were yes. like, "Come on, come over here, and we'll, we, you know, you pretty much were kind of guaranteed a job." It was, but now they're talking about the law degree being the new arts degree, and the right. reason is that what happened was a there were used to be three law schools in mm-hmm. Melbourne, for instance. Now there are like twenty five <laughs> because they t- they deregulated the they they ch- they changed the laws about that stuff and it turned so, into a business. So now, yeah, so now there are way too many lawyers being trained, way too many, like t- like double as many as are needed or something. So there are all these like law students, incredibly mm. qualified law students, applying for jobs. Like I know law students who work like in Colesmeyer in their communications team and stuff because it's a corporate gig that pays them well and they need to do that because they couldn't get themselves arrested in the law. So, well, that, that's the thing is a versatile degree though. Like you can get other work quite easily through can. it. You totally can and you would be. I think you should do law. I think it's a great idea. But I also think <laughs> I, I went to a skin specialist, right, about in the last year. Went to a skin specialist. Okay. And, and did your uh, eye lift go all right? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. It was because – what was that? Some, you know, it was the che- it was the checkup. You know, how you have to have your checkup if you live in Australia. You have to have a checkup. I've never had one, dude. You got to get checkup, especially if you're Scottish background and Russian, dude. You got to get your <laughs> bits looked at. Anyway, I went to get wow. my bits looked at, right? Yeah. And the guy goes, I said to him, "What are you? Why are you a skin specialist?" Mm. And he said, "Because when I why was you a smartass, yeah, no, no, it was he was great. He was really good to talk to. He goes because when I was a student, and I thought I said to him, how did you have the foresight to do this, right? Mm. He said when I was a medical student, and he said both my parents are doctors, and like, but it, he, you know, he immediately went, but it's not like that. It's not like that, you know. Mm. Um, I'm not trying to be my parents and stuff. Um, but he said." I w- yeah, I was really interested in all these elements in the medical profession. Like I could have done any of them. I just loved them. I was really into surgery. I loved the idea right. of surgery. Um, so what I did is in second year, when you start, have to start making decisions about like where your degree goes, I went and interviewed a whole lot of people. I went and spoke to a surgeon. I went and spoke to a um, – there was another one who he said were – it would have been really good to be like, you know, and he spoke to a gynecologist, he spoke to a this and he spoke to a that. Mm. And he said, um, what, <clears throat> describe your day and how happy are you with your job? Mm-hmm. And he said, I did it to, uh, uh, I ended up narrowing it down and then I spoke to like six of those. So he went, he narrowed it down to three and he spoke to six practitioners in each of those three. And he said, skin specialist one hands down. So okay. I decided to be skin specialist. That made me go, oh, my giddy aunt. Like what a – I don't know how that actually works, but anyway. He decided like – well, because how, that, how the skin is the most – I suppose it's the least sort of icky. Well, yeah, but I think also that 
there, he, he, it's it's interesting. He said it needs to be sort of intellectually stimulating enough to for me to care about, mm. but also like the lifestyle. Because you know how there are cultures like the 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 um, what is, surgery culture is famously uh, like high, high suicide rate, like stress levels, macho, like yeah. lots of you know it's a, it's a bit toxic, and that's just mm. a cultural thing about that. That it's the same in law. There are lots of areas in like litigation, lawyers and stuff like that, where, um, yeah, it's high pressure and all that stuff. So, the, what you got to do is you got to research, like that guy did. That's what you got to mm. do. You got to go now. I want to do this. I mean, because you got to have. You know how we were talking about it's for love or money. It's got to be a bit of both, surely. I think. I think these this day and age, uh, you listen to a lot of stuff. People go, you, you, you'll never be happy unless you're just following your passion. But I tell you now. I don't think anyone's passion is poverty, and um, the money, the, the love of money, is a real luxury, isn't it? Oh, it's like, a total luxury, absolutely. And, I, and I, I think it's almost an unattainable luxury. So I think it's got to be a bit, bit more of a percentage. When that's said, now for love nor money, or for love or money, yeah, uh, it should probably be with a, a percentage caveat. You know, like <laughs> oh, you know, forty percent love and six percent money, or whatever you think the, the importance is, because it can never. I don't think it can be just sp- completely one way at this stage. But, but maybe but that's then, a really sad way of looking. Yeah, at it. I do think that's sad. I don't think that's right because if you were doing a job that you absolutely despised, like I was yeah. at, I was at a um, an open day for a Monash University for Monash University recently because <laughs> who cares, right? But you love it. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm just that much of a nerd. No, my, mm. my I was about to clarify my sister was in the choir, but that doesn't make me more no, less, that less nerdy. No, that doesn't really fix that situation, no. <laughs> anyway, and uh, I was in the queue next to this, this kid, right, and he was, I reckon, 19. Anyway, he was really chatty and hilarious and we had a good chat. And I said to him, what do you do? And he said, I study pharmaceuticals. And and I said, how do you like it? He said, I love it, always have, adore it. And he said, what I want to do is I want to get a law degree after this. So I do study pharmaceuticals and then get a law degree and then do like intellectual property law in the pharmaceutical area because like it's a really specific skill mm. and I would have the background and I get paid a bajillion dollars. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, cool. So that means you would either be – defending big pharma and like trashing, you know, the little people or you'd be defending the little people and uh, trashing big pharma. What's your, what, uh, what's your pick there? Yeah. And he said, I don't care either. And I thought, (laughs) really? You don't care? Like, I actually Mm. think that is, you are one person if you do one and the other, if you do like the, the answer, I don't care. I would do either means I'm going to be with big pharma. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Money's the motivator. And unless you're a gun runner, I I, I really, you can't. No, you're wrong. I mean, you can't begrudge totally, but you, but you don't have to, but in terms of your own personality, you know, like, Mm. you know, when you go to a party and you go, what do you do? To someone, yeah. you're just chatting, and then eventually it comes down to like, how, what, you know, what do you do with your life, kind of thing. Yeah. It kind of is like if you are that much, if that much of your life is working, you yeah. you kind of can't be in a miserable job that you absolutely hate. Like that's just yeah. Oh, well, gross. I'm, I'm changing it before we go. I'm changing it. I reckon I would go for school teacher, except that. 
school teaching has now become such a, a terrible profession for the people involved in it when it comes to all this contract. I mean, I've got school teacher friends who constantly bemoan the fact that they, they have no security and the contract system is... Uh, oh, it's awful. and they've, It's they, really bad for their own Yeah, because the contract runs out at the, end of the, at the end of the school year and then they don't get paid for holidays and then they renew them in February or whatever. Like, Nor can they um, defend themselves or, the, or their, their version of a curriculum because they, it's just like, oh, we're not going to renew this guy as a troublemaker or, yeah. you know, like there's a whole lot of factors that... Uh, and I just cannot understand how you would not tenure a teacher and just give them security. I mean, I can understand... The, the ones that I was taught by that uh, seriously, like mm. there was one guy that had yellow stains underneath his same white shirt he wore every day, and yeah. I think he'd given up long before I started primary school, and this is in high school. But um, for young, for young teachers, for keen teachers, I mean, I don't think a, teach, a teacher should be bulletproof when it comes to uh, firing, and the and the, the, the could there can be sort of vigorous and fair reviewing, but. Mm. God, the contract system I don't think is fair at all. It's very heavily weighted in one direction. But anyway, Lauren Clark, yes. we digress. We must get moving. If you are impressed, let us know. Impressed by what sort of people or who and or what, how you would change it up. What would you study? I don't know why, but we're going to do that on a Wednesday, I think. Lossie, what do you so, it's, so it's what, do you, it's what would you study or it's, or it's impressed by people who? Yeah. Either, yeah, either way? It's very broad. Oh, it's, it's very I, broad. I like it. It's broad as. Now, it needs a new title, though. We've got to think of a better title. Well, than... Or come up with a title for us and let us know. Yes, we need a title, right. please. Come on, you guys are better at this than we are. How, well, how do they get in contact to find us, Lauren? They can find us. best place to find us is always, <laughs> tragically, Facebook. Uh, we're stupidly big on Facebook. You can find us uh, on Instagram. We're stupidly big on Instagram. Stupidly big in iTunes. We can give us a rating and a review. <sighs> And uh, we are Stupidly Big on Twitter as well. But there's also a website, stupidlybig.com. Stuart, you can find us where Stupidly Big. Go and look us up. Yeah. <laughs> what do you we, want to say I, I, will, I will see you tomorrow, I hope, with all of the technology, you know, doing what it's told. It's an ever-growing and ever-evolving project, Lauren Clark. Yeah, it's, we're, both of us are really patient about it as well, aren't we, Stu? Oh, very. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Stu. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Yeah.